Welcome to Wholesome Health for Youth Podcast, where I'm introducing young generations to holistic traditions. I'm Julia Dolgorova, your host, and this is episode number 10. As usual, before I get into the episode, I wanted to catch you guys up on my week. So last Friday was the homecoming football game um, for my school. And mind you, I haven't gone to my school's football game in, like, two years because I don't really, like, enjoy them. I don't know. Well, me and my friend Brooke decided to go because it's the last game for us ever since we're seniors. And we absolutely hated it, to be honest. Um, There was a part of the field that they, like, dedicated for seniors. Like, it was the end zone, and they let the seniors sit there. And that's where we sat. It was really cold, and we just, like, aren't the type to have, like this crazy amount of like school spirit and to like cheer with a huge friend group so we just drank hot chocolate and I sat there wrapped in a million blankets and me and Brooke just talked and then we left um the point of the story is to tell you guys that it's okay if you don't enjoy doing things that seem normal for a teenager I don't like going to football games or parties or school events I'd rather be home with my family or with my friends and I like making sourdough bread or baking cookies, but, like, that's that's what I enjoy, you know? And I think we should embrace our differences and understand that it's okay to be non-basic and regular. And if we were all the same, the world would just be a homogenous mess. So, embrace your weirdness, I guess. But, of course, the next day, everyone was posting on social media all the fun they had at the football game. And, honestly, it kind of made me, like, upset. Like, why don't I enjoy doing high school things you know it made me question like why why do I have to not enjoy these things but then I reminded myself again that I don't need to be like everyone and neither do you and then Saturday was homecoming and me and my like the homecoming dance and me and a few friends went together and it was so much fun and purely because we did what we wanted and we didn't follow what the crowd did Um, we danced all night and we ate ice cream and pretzels and then the four of us went to Applebee's and that was the end of the night. It was so much fun and I wouldn't have done it any any other way to be honest. Now, if you guys remember, um, I have a kitten named Lucy and she's been doing great and she's so cute. We're trying to train her to stop biting because she's so little and she just like bites everything. She bites her hands and her feet and everything she could bite. And her teeth are like little needles, so it hurts so much. She also is still like doing the things where she uh, gets zoomies in the middle of the night, but thankfully it's only happening once once a night, and it used to happen twice. But this weekend I did sleep in a different room so that I could catch up on sleep before another week of school and late night zoomies. (laughs) So yeah, that's all. Um, Now we're going to get into this week's simple switch. So again, this week's Simple Switch doesn't really have anything to do with the episode, but I thought it was just something interesting to keep in mind. So the Simple Switch is toothbrushes. So switching from a plastic toothbrush to a bamboo toothbrush. Plastic takes an extremely long time to decompose, so basically it never completely decomposes, and we can try our best to use less plastic. And a good switch is to bamboo toothbrushes. So bamboo toothbrushes reduce waste and bamboo is actually antibacterial. It also just grows in basically any condition in large quantities. Like my backyard is infested with bamboo. Um, Once you plant it, you can't really get rid of it. And we didn't plant it. The people that lived before us um, 
they planted it and it's like it's so hard to control because it just it grows like a weed it's insane so bamboo toothbrushes are a great option and an easy switch i get mine uh from marshall's or tj maxx because they're fairly cheap and easy to find so yeah but you could also get them online um on amazon or i bet there's a bunch of like websites that sell bamboo toothbrushes okay this week's episode is about this majestic creature called the chicken so i'll talk about why keeping backyard chickens is a good idea why they require um like what they require in terms of like care and just some cool stuff about chickens and things you should know i always call um chickens uh the modern dinosaur or i just call them little dinosaurs because i think they look like little dinosaurs (laughs) Anyways, the most common reason that people keep chickens is obviously for eggs. Um, The chickens that are kept in factories and industrial farms don't have enough space to even stretch their wings, let alone walk. There's a book that I read that shows um, what the average amount of space a chicken is given um, in a factory, and it's about the size of two pages in a chapter book. So very, very small. And when you keep your own chickens, you don't have to worry about them. Um, not having enough space um, because you're giving them space and keeping backyard chickens is super easy too Um, me and my family have kept backyard chickens for my dog is barking i don't know why he's barking anyways me and my family have kept uh, backyard chickens for a very long time many years now let me tell you it's ridiculously easy all they need is space to run around Um, They need sun, food, water, and cleanliness, and that's basically it. When it comes to housing, there's a lot of different options. You can buy a chicken coop that you just, like, put together. It's like a pre-made kind of kit, or you can build your own, and we have done it all. When we first got chickens, we got a store-bought chicken coop, and it was terrible. Um, It was was just so bad because... um, it was very cheaply made, like, but it cost so much money. I think it cost 200 or $300, and it just, it was terrible. It was super thin wood. It had a bunch of cracks in the wood, and it was tiny. Like, in the picture, it looked really big, and the measurements were big, but the actual thing itself was tiny, like, maybe enough to house one chicken. Well, Yeah, I recommend building your own coop. And I'll post pictures on Instagram of what our coop looks like now that my dad built. So the design of it is kind of like, just like a shed, um, essentially. And you could use a shed. It will be be much more reliable than um, like a store-bought chicken coop. I really recommend, if you you don't want to build something completely from scratch, at least buy um, a, a shed kit that you could put together. Um, anyways, there was a point in history when, like, everyone had chickens, um, to be at least a little self-sufficient, and when the industrial war came along, keeping keeping chickens was something that only farmers did, until COVID came around, and people realized that completely relying on grocery stores to feed you isn't reliable, and many people got back your chickens, for eggs and for meat. Chickens are vibrant animals, and they have a lot to offer, in my opinion. They eat scraps and produce beautiful and nutritious eggs, and their poop makes great fertilizer and healthy, fluffy soil. Plus, when you raise them on your own land, you eliminate the need for factory-farmed food, especially when it's farmed in such terrible conditions. Um, 
so as I was saying, chickens eat your food scraps. Um, if you have a compost pile, you could let your chickens till it and loosen it while they eat just about everything except for citrus. And they poop it out and add to the compost pile, making it more fertile. Their poop is also known um, to make a nutri nutrient-dense compost, actually, that helps grow healthy garden vegetables, and we use it in our garden all the time. The chickens will eat up uh, any type of like bad bugs or pests or ticks even around your backyard. Um, which fills their bellies, it keeps them full, and it helps you get rid of invasive bugs. And when they forage for bugs um, and have room to roam, room to roam, that sounds funny, chickens will produce amazing eggs and they'll be happy. And also, homegrown chickens produce eggs that contain two to three times the amount of omega-3 fatty acids than any factory farmed egg. So it also is much more nutritious for us and one-third the cholesterol of factory-farmed eggs. And of course, when you eat eggs from your own backyard, you know exactly where your food comes from, and plus you'll be supporting healthy and happy chickens in the process. And chickens in factories are aggressive and depressed because they are raised in tight and unhealthy conditions. And again, by keeping your hens sustainably and humanely, you give them a better life, and they return the favor with healthy eggs that feed our bodies. Um, here are some things you should know before getting chickens. First off, you need good housing. Um, chickens need a safe coop where no critters or like foxes can get inside. And of course, um, nesting boxes to lay their eggs. Uh, chickens are often hunted by foxes and hawks and possums and rats and really anything that has teeth or a beak. So watch out. You need to be careful. Chickens need space to roam and a safe place to sleep. They also um, like to sleep elevated from the ground, so it's good to have like bars or dowels in the coop that they can just go onto and sleep. Um, sometimes something similar to like a ladder could work. Our chicken coop right now looks similar to like a shed, as I said earlier, and um, there's like a fenced-in area where they can roam. Um, and not have the threat of predators. So that's what I recommend. Uh, chickens are pretty easy to take care of. They're like similar to any other pet, they need care. Um, they need fresh water every day and they need to be fed every day. They can survive in heat and cold, but if it's too hot or too cold, um, they'll start to get kind of slow and they won't lay as much. And sometimes they could die, but pretty rarely. So when it's hot, they need shade. And when it's cold, they need a place away from like wind and snow and cold air, etc. They also need their house to be in a dry area because if their feet are constantly in wet conditions, they can get like funguses and different infections. And also if their shelter isn't sufficient, um, water and snow can embed in their feathers um, and feet and it like freezes and it could cause frostbite. Um, this can even happen to their combs. They don't need to be bathed in water because they just take dust baths. Um, but if they're extremely cold, you can take them inside um, and like wash their feet in um, warm water to warm them up, but then like dry it off and wrap them in a towel or something and keep them warm inside until um, they feel better and the conditions are better outside. But yeah, they take dust baths. They roll around and fluff their feathers in dusty dirt and this basically helps them control mites and different types of lice as well as control their oil glands that can sometimes produce too much oil on their feathers 
They also just enjoy, enjoy dust baths, and it's so cute to watch them roll around in dust baths. They're hilarious. Um, before you um, get chickens, you need to find out how your laws and restrictions are in your town. Uh, some cities don't allow chickens, others do. For our town, we live in the suburbs, you can have chickens, but their, cute, their coop needs to be like a certain distance from neighbors. And in some places, you even need a permit just to build a coop. It really matters where you live and what rules your township has in place. Um, so just be wary of that. Uh, now I want to just tell you guys some other things um, to note about chickens. Uh, chickens are herd animals, meaning they thrive best when there are multiple of them and not only one. So get at least, I'd say like three or four chickens to start. And trust me. Little baby chicks are adorable, so it's hard to resist not getting literally hundreds of them. Another thing I wanted to say was that chickens will lay eggs whether um, there is a male or not. So a male chicken is a rooster and a female like laying chicken is a hen. Um, so similar to, similarly to humans, um, we women ovulate even if even if we're not having a baby, you know, so a chicken will lay eggs either way, but if there's no rooster, um, it's not possible for a chick to hatch out of the egg because the egg isn't fertilized. I will just always, uh, it will just like always be a yolk and an egg white. Also, something I actually find interesting is that when a chick forms in an egg, the egg white is like the amniotic fluid where the chick swims around in and it's attached um, to the yolk, kind of like an umbilical cord, it's attached to the yolk, um, and that's where it gets all of its vitamins and nutrients and, like, its food while it develops until it's fully grown and the yolk is empty. It's so cool. It's so interesting. Um, as I said earlier, I think, like, the golden rule for the, your first flock is to get, like, five chickens, three, four, five chickens, I'd say, because you can't tell, um, if they are roosters and hens, until they're quite a bit older and let's say like you get five and two turn out to be roosters meaning you only have three hens and usually when there are more than one rooster they fight a lot and can injure or even kill each other or a hen if they're um all spending time together and you could see um like you can use the rooster for meat or you could sell it it doesn't really matter but it's not good to have more than one rooster basically what i'm saying is get five chickens to start off with because you actually don't know how many are hens and how many are roosters so um now when to let them outside when chicks are still fuzzy and not completely covered in feathers they need to live at home with a heat lamp keeping them warm i usually just get like a big cardboard box and put some pine shavings on the bottom as well as a container for water and some chicken food so that is called a uh, chick starter especially uh, it's like specifically made for baby chicks and they need a heat lamp that will keep them warm since they don't have a mama hen to sit under and if you buy chicks from tractor supply um or many like other feed stores and stuff you can get everything at the store including like a heat lamp and the pine shavings and the watering container and the food container and all the food and whatever but yeah there are many different breeds also of um chickens and people have different beliefs of which breed is better and which one isn't well i'm going to tell you the breeds that um i like but i do like i haven't had all sorts of different chickens like i haven't had all the different breeds um but i have had a couple so i'm just going to tell you about the ones that i like and which ones i don't um 
I've had many different breeds though and the ones I've um, like ever had an issue with are silkies. So they're the white fluffy chicken with um, charcoal black legs and skin. Uh, they were super aggressive and you could just tell they were like not as smart as all the other chickens. They were just kind of like off. It felt like they were in a different world. Um, we actually had a silky rooster peck a chicken's head and it broke through its skull and reached to its brain. It was so sad and like keeping silkies in our flock was just a very bad experience. It was not worth it because they were hurting other chickens. So we got rid of them and we don't get silkies anymore. But, um, we only had the white silky chickens, no other color. I don't know, maybe a different color, like, would make the chicken, um, a different type of silky that's maybe nicer, I don't really know. But the white ones with the charcoal black skin, we did not like. Um, other than that, we kept all sorts of different breeds and we haven't had any issues. Um, when you get chicks, I recommend that you handle them often, just like holding them, petting them, um... It'll get them used to your touch and make them more friendly. And this just comes in handy when they're older because sometimes you might need to uh, catch chickens. And trust me, when they're like wild, it's absolutely impossible to catch them. They run super fast and they flap their wings and yell. And it's hard to catch them, especially if nobody's helping you. So you need to somehow like... Um, handle them more often or actually what I did when we got our first um, like clutch of chicks was whenever I would feed them and I'd put their food out I would make this noise I'm gonna demonstrate this noise for you this is actually kind of embarrassing but the noise was and I would make that sound whenever I fed them and they knew that that sound means that they're getting food so then whenever like I needed all of them to get into the chicken coop or I needed to move them to a different area of their backyard, I would just make that noise and they would follow me. And it's it was so helpful because um, I didn't have to like bribe them or, or like, I guess it is kind of bribing them because they think that I'm gonna feed them. But I didn't have to like chase them around or anything like that. I would just make that noise and they'd follow me wherever I went. So yeah, I really recommend to do that or, um, to handle them a lot so that they're friendly and just naturally feel like following you. Okay, um, another thing that I kind of find interesting about chickens is that they have what's called a pecking order. It's like the chicken hierarchy. It's like their herd. Um, they make sure that it's known which chicken can eat first and which one eats last, um, who gets to sleep where, etc. They must think that this is like what keeps everything running, kind of like a well-oiled machine. So all chickens do it, but sometimes it's just hard and sad to watch because in order to establish the chicken hierarchy, the chickens um, will like pick on each other. They'll p pick on the weaker chickens that have less status, but overall it's good for them to have a pegging order so things can stay under control between all of them. Um, there really isn't anything you can do to make the chickens all have equal status. It's just their na nature to have a pecking order. So just let them do whatever they, they think is right. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, I guess a thing to keep in mind is that a chicken lives for like five years on average, but they could actually live for nine years at most, basically. Um, they consistently lay eggs or lay like one egg a day for three years. And most chickens are expected to not lay as much in the winter. Maybe like every few days they'll lay an egg, but not every day, like in the warmer weathers. 
Um, the first year your hen lays eggs, they might lay all through the winter, but after that they probably won't. Chickens need uh, 14 to 16 hours of light to lay eggs. Um, and in the winter, obviously, there isn't as much light, so they don't lay as much. It's also cold. But you can put a light in the chicken coop um, for them to lay more consistently in the winter. But there's really, like, no guarantees that that will work because it's not natural light. You know, it's a lamp. Um, a thing you should keep in mind is that you can't have the same expectations for homegrown eggs as for store-brought eggs. Um, homegrown eggs are often, like, oddly shaped. Their shell may have like color patches and sometimes even texture differences. And often eggs aren't perfect, but that isn't anything to worry about. You just need to get used to it and you will eventually get used to it. Sometimes it will have like poop plastered onto it or like a feather stuck on it. It's just the way it is. You just kind of need to ignore it. Um, the eggs can actually be kept on the counter until you wash them. Uh, they can be kept for a while on the counter. But uh, they have like a protective coating on them and if you wash it off, the eggs um, lose that protective coating and they need to be refrigerated because they'll go, they'll go rotten on the, on the counter. But if you don't wash them, they could stay on the counter for a long time. So just keep that in mind. Um, we wash the eggs if they have like a lot of poop or dirt on them and then we put them in the fridge. But otherwise, um, we don't wash them and just keep them in a basket on the counter. Um... Chickens go through something called molting between seasons. So when it's cold, uh, chickens will drop their summer feathers and grow thicker and fluffier feathers that will keep them warm. And in the summer, chickens will drop these thick feathers for a thinner, more breezy coat that keeps them cool. So sometimes they'll be like bald and they'll be like feathers all over the coop and you'll be like, oh my gosh, what happened in here? It's just because they're molting. It's completely normal. They do look really ugly when they're half bald and they just have like random feathers sticking out and then it's just like their pink skin in between. It looks very odd, but eventually they'll, um, they'll fill back up with um, feathers. And actually, unlike what many people think, chickens are not stupid. They're just creatures of habit. And if you train them, they will listen to your commands. Um, as I said earlier, I trained my chickens to listen to a certain sound that will make them um, know that I'm bringing them food and they follow me around. So they are pretty smart. But the thing is, they will destroy your garden. So watch out. Um, they can destroy a garden in a very short period of time. And there was actually one year that I poked holes in the soil with my finger and I planted independent carrot seeds in each of these holes. And if you don't know how big a carrot seed is, it's practically like dust. It's tiny. And after many hours, I was done after like planting like 300 carrot seeds. And in the morning, I came outside and I found the chickens in my carrot bed. They scratched everything up and they wrecked everything that I had planted. And actually, I just sat there looking at them and I cried. I was devastated and then I just left. I just went back inside and I was like, you know, there's nothing I could do about this. The chickens destroyed it. It's okay. So our chickens are now not allowed into the garden unless it's winter and there's nothing growing in there. Um, that's when they can go in, but they do escape sometimes. So you need to be careful. But generally chickens need to be in a place where they can't even see the garden or they will do everything possible for their whole entire lives to escape that fence and destroy your crops. But if you have like a controlled area in the garden for your chickens, they are great tillers and their poop is amazing fertilizer. So just make sure your crops are blocked off 
that you don't want them destroying or you have your chickens um, in the garden for a few weeks before you plant anything um, so they don't have the opportunity to destroy things that you planted. But in my opinion, chickens are amazing. They're hilarious and they're beautiful creatures that changed my life, to be honest. They produce nutritious eggs, um, they till your garden and they make you laugh, which is just amazing. They really are funny. I had a chicken once who broke its leg and I named her Sophia and I would hold her and walk around the garden with her and I would sing her songs and she, um, we, we basically grew to be best friends. She was my best friend. And once her leg healed, she still had like a bit of a limp that made her look like a pirate. So me and my mom, um, would like call her Sophia the pirate because, um, I don't know. She just had this like attitude. She would like walk with this limp. It was so funny. It was hilarious and really cute. Um, she always let me hold her, um, and she would run up to me even after her leg was healed and she was back with the other chickens. And like any other animal or human or plant, obviously, um, everything needs love. And if you show your chickens love, they'll be great companions. So get yourself some chickens and trust me, you will enjoy it. Plus you get eggs, which is like the cherry on top. Okay, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at Wholesome Health for Youth. Uh, and stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be a Monday fun episode. And I think we're going to make it Halloween themed. Kind of like um, different c- creepy scary things that happened. Like um, a documentary almost. Uh, going into different events that happened in the past and whatever. Anyways, it's going to be fun. I hope you guys liked this week's episode. And hopefully you're convinced um, in getting some chickens. Some backyard chickens. Okay, that's going to be it. Bye, guys.